Yeah, they call me Sonic. When I roll up, I'm iconic. I'm saving nature for nature from the perils of technology. Dr. Robotnik, I got the Emerald City on lock. That's uh that's the lyrics from I'm Fast, the Sonic the Hedgehog rap. Which would have made more sense if Which we were watching that today, but Susan couldn't make it, so, not, yeah, so we're pushing that to next. It wouldn't be the same without her. We're not doing it. We're not watching the Jim Carrey furry movie without <laughs> Susan Hart. Uh, everybody, welcome to Continue Podcast, episode 89? Or is 90. The, do we already, yeah, this is 90. 90. Episode 90. Uh, my name I'm, is and I'm just Jettingham. calling it Balin Wonderwall. That's the name of the episode. Because <laughs> <the> <laughs> after uh, um, I'm Anthony John Agnello. Susan Arndt is unfortunately not here for today's episode. And Dave Roberts and I am here to talk to you about video games because we haven't been doing deep dives into video games, but there are. Dave brought up a very important fact. There are things we have to talk about. And starting with the fact that I have purchased a copy of Balan Wonderwall. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dave, what's, Dave, the, what's, the, what's the dude's name? Like, I'm totally blanking on the guy's name. But Noel uh, Gallagher? Yeah, Noel Gallagher. Just, yeah. oh, it's, it's fucking shite, ain't it? It's, they think they... I, can... I, I saw his fucking purple gesture, right? It's like these big purple it's tanks. It's fucking shite. I see this little kid, this little kid fucking touches a gem, turns into some flying fucking jester, some magic <laughs> harlequin, and I think, oh, get me one of those. So <laughs> I, I call you Tanaka, I say, Yuji, get me in the fucking Balan Wonder War. He says, that's not what it's called, Noel. And I say, I'll fucking smack ya. And he put me in the game. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we, you you the reason we we're now officially made this part of the show is that you touched on this the, the other part of why I need a copy of Bell and Wonderworld is that not just is it like somebody just decided to release a brand new Dreamcast game for yeah. Switch and it's every bit is as poorly executed <laughs> as the best Dreamcast game uh the other part of it is I am, I am now just infatuated with the fact that for five or six years now, like clockwork, Square Enix Japan decides to publish a disaster every, every yeah every year, and it's not it's not um. You can't sit there and say it's mercenary because you look at like Square Enix London, uh, aka the publisher formerly known as Eidos, and it's just a business that is like all of the worst aspects of modern video game right. making, mixed with one. mixed with the poorest decision making. Yes, you could possibly make the the hey, best. That, people love that Hitman game. What if we just didn't publish it anymore? What if we fucking ruined it? Hey, let's let's take what this if, thing. What if we ru- what, what if we ruined it by making it episodic? But then it turns out that it actually works, becomes insanely popular, and then we decide we don't want it anymore. And then we decide we don't want it anymore while we're making an Avengers game that is so fundamentally bankrupt. <laughs> On a creative level. How do you fuck it up? 
How do you make an Avengers game that doesn't sell? But but that's like every like that's everything they've done since 2012. Like there, right. there almost seemed like a moment that they were gonna like write the ship after Eidos was uh, acquired and like Deus Ex Human Revolution really really good. Uh, I didn't really care for it as much as other games, but like Tomb Raider 2013. But then yeah, it's well, just, and like the Just Cause games, like yeah, like they had they have stuff. They they have stuff, but then you look at everything that they've made after that acquisition, Just Cause 3 and 4, fucking Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, your your nemesis, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, Thief. Sucks all, sucks on ice. All it's of bad. them. They're all terrible. But it's just this this sort of like universal mediocrity. Meanwhile, there's Square Enix Japan, whose triple oh, A efforts are are by and large Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy 7 Remake wildly creative amazing games well final fantasy 14 is like like if if you want an mmo that isn't like world of warcraft right like that's the one that you play and it's like i it's one of those i wish i had time for but like people say it's like one of the best final fantasy games you played a lot of it though right you played hours right I played a lot of it, but I also played none of it. I didn't even get to the quote-unquote good shit, which is in Heaven's Word. Right. Which apparently is now free to play, but only if you are creating a new account. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I can't, like, if I want to play the Heaven's Word content, I have to pay for it. Even though if I, like, made a new account, I could play it for free. But it's still... God damn it, Square. but it's a good game. Yes. Like really, like, amazingly good, totally different from anything else out there. But then, they 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 fully fund these games that are horrible and people just hate. But they're bizarre. Left Alive is a broken. Bizarre, is fundamentally broken game. But, like, who... It's like they, rele- they released a prototype. Or the Quiet Man, yeah, quiet, and and all of these games, like in your head, you're like, is this a money laundering thing? Yeah. Are they cooking <laughs> the my, books? That was my theory. Like, and, the, the, and, like the, the, in my head, I could not come up with an explanation as to why a major AAA publisher would release a game as fundamentally broken as the Quiet Man, right? And like, like and then show it at E three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> show it like it's gonna be the hot new shit. I I just need to know, like I and, and again, these things are produced by and stewarded by prominent people at Square Enix Japan. Like, why did Kensei Fujinaga look at the Quiet Man and be like, "This is it. This is this is where I'm putting this my is, budget. This is a story I have to tell. I've got to tell this one." I've got to, hey, what if people like Max, right? People like uh, that guy that does the Metal Gear Solid art. We have a great Max series. What if we made a barely functioning stealth game out of that? Stealth survival game. Stealth survival game. That we we won't explain the rules. We'll show you these cool mechs, but you don't really get to do anything cool with them. Everything about it is miserable and oppressive and impossible to understand. Let's do it. Hey, what, what if, if we, hey, what 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 if we take one of the most beloved Super Nintendo games ever that that we've made? Yeah, 
Two of them. Mm-hmm. What if we take two of the most beloved Super Nintendo games we've ever made and fuck them up in yeah. unique and exciting ways? Mm-hmm. Uh, Secret of Mana. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh boy. Uh, and uh, the Chrono Trigger release on Steam. What? Why? What? Are you, where do these choices come from? And the, the the fact of the matter is, I am thrilled that I played Left Alive. I like it's so fucking, and I'm thrilled that I have. If the Quiet Man was available on a disc, I would buy it tomorrow. I like. I want. <laughs> I want these things around so I can just stare at them and and be mystified. And Balan Wonderworld, I, I I don't I don't understand who at Square Enix, because Yuji Naka is their employee. He works for them now. It's not like he went to them with a pitch. They hired him and said, "Make a studio for us, and then make us a game." And this is what he came up with. He came up. He was like, "People really liked Knights." What if I made a game that was slower than Knights, uglier than Knights, and you never actually get to be Knights? You have to be the stupid kid the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I saw someone posted a video of one of the abilities that you get. It's called Box Fox. (laughs) And the literal description says, you transform into a box whenever it feels like it. So you'll just be running. I gotta play. I, I, I gotta have this. I gotta and have like, this like literally, the video. He gets the ability. It says transform. Like it transforms into a box whenever it feels like it. And he's on this like ledge. That's it's like this narrow ledge above, you know, in 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 the sky. And there's just a bottomless pit under him. And he's walking down the ledge, and just. It just transforms into a box. But the thing about transforming, like when you transform into a box, it keeps your momentum as you're walking. So he just turns into a box and just slides off of this platform to his death. No control over it. When I am 60 years old and I have that night that I sit there and I think to myself, oh man, I'm going to hook up the PlayStation 5 to my liquid brain display. And play a bunch of <laughs> oh, old... the LBD. <laughs> I'm looking for the OLBD myself. I can't yeah, wait for you that. Gotta wait, you gotta wait for that for that uh, that upgrade for the inkiest blacks, right? Uh, in in your brain. In your eye. brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's you got to get the inkiest blacks in your brain. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, like when I have a night where I think to myself, I want to play a bunch of PlayStation or Dreamcast games. That's the kind of shit that I want to play. Yeah, like, I'm. I'm not sitting. You there want being LSD? Like, yeah, you want LSD. You want the like the other night I sat down with my PlayStation and I wasn't like I'm gonna play Metal Gear Solid. I'm gonna play Final Fantasy IX. It's gonna be all the best of the best of the best. No, I got out Tale of the Sun. Yes, and I got out Aquanauts <laughs> Holiday, and I got out Rakugaki Showtime, and I was like, Ooh, we're gonna tuck yeah. into it tonight. <laughs> That's that is the Balan Wonderwall experience. That's, Rising Zon, Samurai Gunman. Ooh, that is good yeah. though. Rising Zon's actually like yeah, it's a not bad game. Yeah. Uh, unbeatable, uh, un- unbeatable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, it is interesting that like like by and large these kinds of games don't really exist anymore. I mean, like yeah. there's a certain publisher, like level of publisher that makes them, and that's usually like. 
something like uh, what is it like a THQ Nordic right. where it's like you know like very mid-tier kind of like B-tier games but you know there's still like a fundamental level of quality to them right mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. still trying <laughs> you know within their means their budget yeah. and their means to make something that's good but like there's no like no one's really doing the net Yorose thing anymore no one's really doing the like um, like, like, just fucking, like, what if we just made, like, Seaman, Seaman is a fundamentally broken game, it does not work, the microphone, <laughs> you plug it in, you try to talk to him, uh, Leonard Nimoy is, like, berating you the entire time, because the words that you're saying do not work, <laughs> but you're still fascinated by it, and you're glad that you have it, no one makes that shit anymore, and I mean, and those, for, for good reason, because it's a bad business decision. Yeah, it's a bad it's business a big decision. broken shit. But, but like, but even even the people that work on that scale, even the people that are making, um, <clears throat> you know, like these sorts of, there's oh man, now I can't even remember what it's called. But I played hours of this. Uh, it was originally a Kickstarted PC game that made it out in like 2012 or 2013. But like this sort of. Uh, attempt to make a super mario 64-esque platformer and uh it came out on switch was it a hat in time no it's 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 much worse than that okay (laughs) much much apparently that game is pretty good a hat in time is very good uh but like it it, uh it's really gonna bother me that i can't remember it it's something something and the rings uh and it got a physical release only at walmart uh, oh, for boy. switch oh, and boy. i was like "Ooh, yeah i gotta i gotta find that shit and it is actually like very interestingly made like you could tell if this team were able to like hire a real artist or had more time for like like robust quality assurance this would have been like a like a legendary sort of indie game like a hat in time that picked up an audience but it, instead it's just this sort of you know it's this very good attempt at making one of these old style platformers that you do see from everybody down from like the double a level to the indiest of the indies right all of these things hat and time all of them they all have a familiarity to them they're either retro inspired or they have the the sort of touches of the artistic modes influencing the indie community as we know it today right like uh it just came out uh this past week it's like kaze kaze and the the wind or something it's this donkey kong country style platformer that i think is in part made by some of the people that made freedom planet that like sonic riff (laughs) and both of those games you're like all right you know it's just cartoon people balan wonderworld looks like it came from a fucking alien universe it is so bizarre. Like, it makes people sick just to look <laughs> at the level. Apparently, well, uh, apparently there's, a, like, a seizure warning at the my, very end of the game. That, that game put my friend Leanna in the hospital <laughs> when she was like, reviewing it. Apparently, like, it's so bad that, like, even people who aren't prone to seizures will get, like, ill. And, yeah, and it, it was it was not intentional. It was a bug. And the day one patch fixes it immediately. But I, all of these factors, it, 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 I know I made 
the, the comparison just a second ago, but like it, it, it truly is app. It's almost as though somebody went to an alien planet on, in 1995 and was like, one of the things that human beings have made is video games. And this is how they entertain themselves. They show them <laughs> like N64 and Saturn games. And the aliens were like, hmm, well, let's make one and then send it back. It'll take 25 years to get there. <laughs> and and here it is. Uh, so and people continue podcast backers. If you need to know why, where your Patreon dollars have gone is a copy of Balan Wonderworld. This is why. <laughs> yeah. You have uh, to know. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, th- there know. is something to, to be said too about just having to know. Yeah. Man, you have every, to know. Is every, it really as bad? Like, I felt that way about Left Alive. Like, is it really as bad as people say? And then I game flight it. Mm-hmm. Game flew it? Is that the verb? You game flew it. You game I game, f- flew the game directly to me. And it so was. So I call Gamefly, and they say, your subscription <laughs> has never been cancelled. No. I'll say, oh, I haven't got a single game since I tried to request a copy of Xenoblade Chronicles for Wii on release, and you fuckers said it wasn't in stock. I cancelled it, and they said, we've been charging you the whole time. I said, I'll fucking smack you. I know. Right. <laughs> it's good fucking shit, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> so you game flew it. You game flew Yeah, and it's life. just, and it's like, no, this is as broken as everyone says it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, there... But I think, like, we've also touched on this before, talking about stuff like Devil's Third, and how, like, it's really hard to have a game like watching a bad movie is one thing like watching a bad movie is a very passive experience you can laugh at the decisions that people make Mm -hmm. in making them because you know any creative project is just a series of decisions and as you're sitting there you get to puzzle out in your head like why were these like why did they make these specific decisions the problem with you know with the game is you have to play it you have to you have to you have to get in there. You actually have to like go through it and if it's like if it's not good enough to actually play <clears throat> then like 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 it's just another barrier to getting to like because then the decision just becomes like like why is this the way it is and I can't like I can't even engage with it on a fundamental yeah. level. Yeah. I I always I people you and Susan on this show have been like, why do you do these things to yourself? And I get more pleasure out of exploring something that is fundamentally wrong in some way than I do playing the most polished, bombastic AAA game in the world. I don't... Like, I I got Avengers... And I hated it so much that I just I like I literally like quit in like rage. I was like, no, no. And <laughs> like when I realized when I realized that I was like two minutes past the playtime that you can get a refund from Steam, like I was just I was livid. I was just I was just apoplectic with rage over that. But I th- that type of game, I just I I hate it. I I find it so soulless and so boring and so gross i look at a thing like left alive or balan wonderworld and it's so commercially unviable like there's no there's no part of this that 
no one looked at this idea and was like, we're going to get rich. Ooh, we're going to make so much money. <laughs> nope. Somebody wanted this to happen a lot. Yeah. Well, like, like I, I feel the same way about, like, like I would a million times over watch a movie like Birdemic. Yeah. With it's like really bad CG, like the like the the like the actors like be, like beamed in from another planet who who like yes, I am acting like one of you humans in a movie. Like <laughs> you know, just fundamentally does not understand like anything about like people or communication and then like or even like just making a Hitchcock like movie over you know any any marvel movie anything or, because or again even we, like it's, Tenet, it's like yeah i i i don't i don't want yeah i sorry i completely understand what you mean yeah it's just i don't know like not to say that you know that there's not value in in those movies or i mean you know i would probably say no but you know, if you like them, that's fine. But it's just there's something to something that is so fundamentally flawed, mm-hmm. so just so fundamentally broken that you're just like, like you can't help but fall in love with it. Yeah, it, it, it like it, it genuine. This is this is what I, I I've always said when I inevitably get into the you know conversation. Not to bring up Star Wars again, but uh, uh, you know when inevitably when people talk about the prequels, I I say about the prequels the thing that speaks in their favor is yeah those are three of the worst movies I've ever seen, but they're unforgettable. They are so idiosyncratic in their terribleness that I, you can't look away. And I I I I like thinking about that kind of thing. Well, and it's like, it's clearly, he had an idea in his head. Mm-hmm. It may not have been a great idea, but he yeah. had it, and yeah. he was able to get it made. And it is a, the the prequel trilogies are a single coherent thought yes. that he came up with and, yeah. and released to the world. Again, we could argue merits about that all day, but like, then you look at something like the, the Disney trilogy, and it's like... They just kind of made them. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What? Where's the connective tissue? Where's the like? The, like, it's so clear that it's like, oh, so we made this. People liked it. Let's go in a different direction. People like either really liked it or really hated it. So it's like either decision that you make is bad mm-hmm. for someone. So they have to course correct that way. And it's like, and then you end up in a, in a world where the emperor fucks. And I don't like living in that world my favorite place i love, oh, it, I love it but uh, but I, again i think that results that that approach results in something just as rich you know i i, I love yeah i love the, thinking the, about balan wonderworld coming out of a decision making process that is just like what do you got <laughs> uh, well well I'm, have uh, you guys you guys like billy hatcher because boy <laughs> Yo, do you guys remember when we had this team, right? And everybody talks about how much they loved the games that team made, but not one of them was a commercial success. <laughs> we just we just cranked out failure after failure, but they were unforgettable failures. Burning Rangers, an unforgettable failure. Knights, an unforgettable failure. 
Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg is a punchline 20 fucking years later for nerds because who decides to make that? And why did they say... I gotta know. I gotta know. Um, this, this thread of thought is intimately entwined in what you wanted to talk about, Dave, because these types of games uh, were very prevalent at one time in game history, right? You used to see games as weird and idiosyncratic and bad uh, and memorably bad as Bell and Wonderworld often. And one of the primary places that you would see those bad games is on the PSP, on the PlayStation Vita, and on the PlayStation 3, on especially on PSN. Uh, and on our last episode of Continue, we talked about the fact that one of the teams within Sony that made games of this stripe was the Sony Japan Studio. Sony Japan Studio provided backup for a lot of things that were terrible, but we all remember because they were fascinating in their terribleness. Uh, we have found out it remains unconfirmed. Sony has not uh, said that these rumors are 100% true or 100% false, but it looks very much like for the very first time in video game history, a, one of the biggest, most prominent digital storefronts is going to be shut down and cut well, people's access off to their games entirely. I would argue that the the Wii eShop was first. So, so not I, as not as big though. Not as big. Not and and also very different in that yeah. Nintendo uh, has always said that their platforms are, are closed ecosystems. Right. Uh, prior to Switch, it was always like your game. You've purchased it. It is on this machine. Trying to get it onto another machine will be a nightmare for you. Don't even attempt it. <laughs> if you give us a dollar, we'll get we'll let you download an upgraded version on the Wii. <laughs> right, but maybe. Uh, you know, Nint- Nintendo shutting down the eShop on Wii was a... Uh, this was antiquated and, you know, locked to the system in the first place. Same with the DSi, same with the 3DS. You know, it's going to happen to Wii U definitely in the next year or two. Uh, PSN is different because PSN not only was a coherent ecosystem and was built to be a coherent ex- ecosystem that carried forward between platforms, PSP, PSN, uh, PS3, and Vita games, you could download all of these things across the platforms, even you if you tra- could tra- You could transfer them, as, tra- uh, as, as, old as the, the philosopher once said. <laughs> as the man of our time, Koji. Uh... Koji Pro himself. Yeah, and on top of that, PSN was a storefront that would allow you to buy the biggest of the big games in the world. You know, this is a platform where people own copies of Call of Duty uh, and NBA 2K and Madden and shit digitally, and they will no longer have uh, any access to those games. According to these rumors, it's not just we're not selling these things anymore but you will not be able to download yeah like the, the, like it's anymore. it's straight up going away yeah uh and it, yeah again like sony hasn't confirmed these it's all it's a it is a report uh that that they're supposed to go away this summer but 
Uh, I just found out. So there used to be a way that you could access the old version of the PlayStation Store on the web. Oh. Uh, it was just like you would add like a little string to the end of the URL, and it would take you to the the version of the the store that doesn't suck. Um, yeah. uh, because the web store now is it's awful. It's bad. It's and really it, bad, and it and was it really good for a long time. And it doesn't surface PS3 or Vita games on that web store the legacy version did and i think like as of yesterday or the day before you can't go there anymore like that wow. that that url doesn't work so it really does feel like sony is straight up like disappearing an entire generation of consoles and like this is like you know we've touched on things like piracy and game preservation in the past and like you know everyone has different opinions of it i am you know, I am far more loosey goosey with my acceptance of of it, uh, and th- this is this is why. This is exactly why I feel like you know, it, like it needs to exist because companies like Sony clearly don't give a shit. Yeah, and like the, the thing that always ki- breaks it down for me too is like, like finding a way to let people to continue to buy these things it's like it just feels like they're leaving money on the table yeah completely i can i have dozens of devices within arm's reach of me that can play a ps1 game Mm -hmm. like i could make it play playstation 1 games pretty easily ps5 though i can't and i only in video games do you have people going like like nobody wants to buy these things. They're old. They're why? Why would you want to play old video games? It's like imagine someone say, "Oh, Casablanca, that's in black and white." But, Fuck, but like, the, why would you want to watch that? That's the, the funny thing is though is that Sony is the only corporate entity still saying that. They're the only corporate entity still saying that. Everyone everywhere has realized the value of these back catalogs and it, are very actively exploring how to get them back out in the world i find i find the diversification of making back catalog archives over the last five years to be fucking fascinating like i microsoft is kind of the gold standard right like what they're doing with xbox and yeah, it's like, not it's not perfect because not perfect. you know there are there are gaps they the the only games that they can put out are games that they can specifically like relicense and right right and but, like figure out how to get on the system but the fact that i could buy an original xbox game right or a 360 game and it just works and but also they're the only ones who are sort of taking a comprehensive approach because not only are are they like look if you want to play ninja gaiden black you can play ninja gaiden black and it's going to run perfectly and look fucking incredible if you're playing it on a series X. 4k but if you actually still have 17 years later your disc of ninja gaiden black we will let you put it in your machine and you can play it like it's they they, they it's cohesive and i actually you know it's not for me it's not what i would prefer but i understand nintendo being like look we went we invested all the money in the world into like letting people buy these things over and over and over again. And it really wasn't working out like we wanted it to. So 
we're going to make these cute little boxes that have some of the games that are the ones that we have evidence that people like to play the most, but also we'll, we'll make access to a library of these things. You know, what, what we can bother to get like crappy licenses for, and we'll throw it on switch and you can access them that way. I, I think that again, it's not for you and me, but I, I recognize the validity of that approach. Well, and know? even then, it's still, like, in a way, it, it is for, for us because they're making, like, official peripherals for those devices again. Exactly. So, like, exactly. I have exactly. a Nintendo-made modern Super Nintendo controller that I can... I have an adapter that I can use to hook up to my PC, yeah. to my Switch, to my, you know, Mr., like, whatever. And like, I can play Super Nintendo games with an actual pad again that isn't like i don't have to like buy a weird like adapter for the old controller that you know cheeto dust inside and 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 meanwhile you see all of the big publishers like nudging around these ideas like yeah i think activision blizzard is one of the most corporately disgusting monsters in our industry uh, yeah, I think it's fucking grotesque the way they treat their employees, but uh, I'm also, I think that saying like, all right, well, we'll put out a comp that is all the remasters of the original uh, Crash Bandicoots. We'll do all of the original Spyro games. We'll do, uh, we'll do a, a gorgeous, gorgeous remake of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Or EA being like, all right, uh, everybody hates us and yeah, we're the worst. But here is, you know, an, uh, a remaster of NHL, part of the, you know, what is it called? EA Play? Or yeah. the thing you get with Game Pass? Mm-hmm. Like, we'll throw it out there. Or, and I, th- like, Capcom. Capcom just being like, uh, yeah, here's every Resident Evil. Here's Devil May Cry. They, they've always been good at that. Mm-hmm. And then Square Enix is doing it really, really well. Like, Square Enix is... It doesn't always result in the best product. Like, I've now played Crystal Chronicles HD, and it is... You still can't buy that in Australia. Dude, it's worse than its reputation. Oh, no. Yeah, my uh, a friend of mine and I sat down, we were like, let's do it, let's play Crystal Chronicles together, because you can download the the light version for free on Switch. And trying to even play that game together is a logistical nightmare <laughs> terrible to- horrible like it's so much worse than people have made it out to be uh in in the scathing reviews but you know uh trials of mana a beautiful modest remake uh legend of mana coming up looks incredible saga frontier with the ai uh enhanced backgrounds gorgeous but- but again, like those are all those are all remakes or like ports or whatever of these old games that they're sure. they're selling to you again. I've already bought like right. you know like like the fact that and again like the PS3 they they released all these digital PS1 games, but I own all those. I bought them. Right. And the you, fact that like you I, own them. I yeah. yeah. And here's the here's the other thing that kills me about this too. Because this isn't just like a, oh, well, the store's shutting down, so I'll just down, I'll buy a big hard drive, I'll download all my purchases, and it, it'll just be there. Like, I'll have it, it's well, fine. Every PlayStation 3 is essentially a ticking time bomb. 
Because the, every computer, every modern computer these days has what's called a CMOS battery. And what it basically does, it's a little lithium-ion battery that lives in your computer that keeps clock data running. Like, it, it manages your BIOS, it manages the internal clock, and it's just always on. Because what happens is, is when you turn the system on, it's taking the clock data from the battery, and it's taking the servers and they talk to each other and they go, okay, well, this matches this. You you can have access to the digital games that, you, that you've purchased. Um, and it grants you that access as long as that battery still works. Now, the battery is replaceable, but when it dies, that it's basically like getting a clock that reads like flashing 12. Right. And if even if you replace it, in order to reestablish that that the 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 system granting you the ability to play those games it needs to communicate with the servers to verify that this is legit if those servers don't exist uh, uh, the, the legitimate games that you've purchased will no longer work i i think and that's that's the part where i'm like no we need hackers we need homebrew people we need people keeping this shit alive because like again you paid money for that. Yep. Like, yeah. like, like, we could argue all day about like, oh, like you actually own a license. It's not really your. It's like bullshit. No, I gave you money. Like, f like the the fact that we 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 rules lawyer ourselves into the situation where we allow yeah. these companies to take more and more control over the money that we give them, like for the things that we supposedly they they. If they are not going to grant me the ability to use this thing in perpetuity, they should not be taking my money for it. I completely agree. And the, I was actually, so this past week, speaking to a friend of mine uh, who, is, who is a member of the New York State Bar. Uh, he, he is a legal professional. And he has, like, as a lawyer, IP law is not his specialty, but he does have some intimate familiarity with IP law and <clears throat> and also like retail law. And so we were talking about sort of the the IP issues that surround digital releases of things and you know we've talked on the show about the morass of that uh multiple times but also like you know the the retail nature of selling things related to IP. I I sort of brought this to him and was like what do you think is going to happen here? And he said uh, that he was excited because if Sony does this, we are in all likelihood going to see the first of ever of its kind class action lawsuit that really tests the legality of saying, oh, well, we sold you a license. This is going to be the first yeah, time. Yeah, well, because like, like the end user license agreements and software, like that doesn't hold up in court. Like, like a company can't, court. a company can't say like, oh, you agreed to this license. Like, right. it doesn't work because nobody reads them. No, I'm right. not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now, like this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back and forces people to to act. Uh, and mm -hmm. I, if we've seen anything uh it, it proven over the last four years or five years is that when you take people's digital goods away 
or overcharge them for digital goods or manipulate them, people do get <laughs> yeah. People pe- people will get angry. Like Jim, once this actually happens, yes. I think like Jim, people are gonna. J- old Jim Ryan can act like nobody cares about old video games, even though the entire industry around him, as we just discussed, is recognizing that this is a fundamental part of your business. However, you do it, mm-hmm. they they are they are gonna get lit the fuck up regardless and they should. of what happens and they, they should, should because because like again it just go like steam has said and again like you, you have to take them at their word and mm-hmm. I, I trust the corporation's word as far as i can throw it which i mean especially I can't because yeah but they have said that if steam were to ever disappear that they would remove the drm and that any games that you've downloaded will just work they'll work on your computer uh, because like you gave them money, yeah. you bought that game. It's yours. Like even though like the, you can't download it again, like the thing that you bought should still work. And if Sony does that, it's at least something. Mm-hmm. Because then it's at least like, well, your legitimate purchases, like, even if that battery fails, even if you have to, which again, like I looked into replacing it, it's not an easy repair. Yeah, you have to take the Blu-ray drive out. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um. You like if you like if that battery fails and you can't like communicate like the system just goes nope you can't play that like just take that off just send out a patch which mm-hmm. removes that and it's like it's at least like it's something yeah and but for them to, but I don't trust Sony to make that decision no. because we've seen we've seen how you know they're slow sort of like very quiet but very. Like, slow quiet removal of anything before ps4 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like from the web store from and, which know. is bizarre and and yeah. like and it's so it's so bizarrely like the intentionality of it is so weird when you start digging into it something you and i have talked about both on the show and just like as we text each other uh the fact that playstation 4 has since fucking 2014 had a fully functional playstation 2 emulator in the firmware Mm -hmm. that if they would just turn it on you would be able to put ps1 and ps2 discs into your playstation 4 and it would run fucking fine the fact that it's there and they don't give you access to it is bizarre it's bizarre and it's because they can't control they they would not they would not be able to control the money. Yeah. That's that's really what it comes down to is they want to sell you these things over again and they only want to sell you the things that they know will sell. But they so you're don't. only they don't they won't they won't well, sell you yeah. any of it. Yeah. <laughs> like you there's no no one who wants to play Gran Turismo 2 has any recourse commercially anywhere. With well, I mean, Jim, Jim Ryan specifically has it out for that game. That's why I mentioned it. That, <laughs> like, yeah, that co- <laughs> Who wants to play? Fuck you. Who wants to play that? Lots of your customers, stupid. And well, that's and, why your competitors are giving it to them. Well, and the, and the thing that, that gets me about all of it, too, and, like, why you can't pick and choose the things that you decide to... To, to 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 salvage to the things that you you can't like really pick and choose the, those things because how do you know 
what's going to inspire someone? How do you know what, like, like 20, 30 years from now, someone's going to go digging through the PS1 and find this shitty game. Mm-hmm. And it'll become, like, a weird sort of, like, cult favorite. And then, like, designers will look at it and go, oh, what are the, the weird, interesting ideas that we can take from this and put in our game? Like, you just, you don't know... Like you, you can't, you can't decide what people find important. Dude, a sealed copy, a a shrink wrapped copy of Jack and Daxter One, the Precursor Legacy, the one of the most common PlayStation Two games in existence. You could have walked into a Blockbuster, and as you left, the person behind the counter would be like, "Take it, take this copy of Jack and Daxter One." You're like, "No, I'm good." They're like, "Fucking take it, take it." We have we got a hundred of these. A sealed copy of it sold for $1,300 last week. Not like a, like, uh, like what I can't remember what it's called, like VGA graded, not like a yeah. graded thing. That's just, it was just sealed and it sold for $1,300. And that's not just nostalgia. That's people want that. They want that thing and they want to play that thing. And the fact that, that Sony current corporate culture is diametrically opposed to that is going to fuck them long term at this point let's let's before before we get into other things i want to hear your prediction of what you think is actually going to happen here like once they can't hide it anymore how does this play out what happens according to you Dude, I I don't know, man. I I have stopped pretending I can predict anything anymore. <laughs> There's a boat blocking the Suez Canal, uh, and it has taken the internet by storm. No, I I do like I feel like I I think that maybe like your lawyer friend is right. Is that I think that there are going to be enough people who are pissed that it does hit. Um. It does hit the courts, but I don't know. I don't know if like enough people are gonna be pissed about it because uh, I think I yeah I, I it's it's hard to tell with some things like like if people like maybe they are right and it is just weirdos like us. But the the thing that like always gets me about that it's like yeah weirdos are spending a hundred dollars two hundred dollars on a old video game but they could be giving you that money absolutely uh and it wouldn't really be especially difficult for you to give them the opportunity to um so yeah i don't know here's here's my armchair quarterback theory about what's going to happen here is that we're going to get to july or august and uh we're going to get the announcement that these like the PlayStation Network is going to be shut down on these platforms. I think attendant to that announcement, though, will be the reveal that PlayStation Network as a whole is going to be rebranded as PlayStation Now. And I think that we're going to see in the fall, like the moment all of those switches are flicked, it, that, that's going to be the the background. Here's the bad news. Blah, 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 that's not part of the, the. That's just the fine print on the announcement. But the big announcement is PlayStation Now is going to be 
reconfigured not as a pure streaming service but as a game pass competitor and you will have you will have a your playstation now subscription or playstation plus subscription whatever they call it will now give you access to all of the games currently offered on playstation now uh from ps2 ps3 etc and then they'll be like but here are these other additions and you'll have a, a smattering of playstation one games and you'll have a smattering of even maybe even psp games like they'll they'll, they'll not not the ones you want like it's not like they're gonna give you metal gear <laughs> acid but mm-hmm. like give me tokobot right they'll give you like pat upon one through three and loco roco or some shit and the the big reveal will that be that now PlayStation Now is both a streaming service and a subscription service with a library, but also now you can play these, you can download these things and play them offline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's I think that's what's going to happen. But I mean you know, that that was the pitch when they first pitched PlayStation Now. I know was that it was going to have like the PS4 would be a place where you could play PS3, yep. PS2. PS1 and I think even PSP games. Uh-huh. And PS1 and PSP. Even PS2, like only the only PS2 games that you can play on that are the ones that work on the PS4. Exactly. And and neither neither can you like you can't download them. Like you can't like PlayStation Now doesn't give you the option to be like, "All right, well now all these things are in my machine and I don't need the internet to to access them." Yeah. Uh and I think I think that they will be like, "That's surprise." But, you know, belying that fact is the reality that 99.9% of the games that you had for these systems are fucking gone. Mm -hmm. Your copy of House of the Dead 4 and Afterburner Climax are never coming back. Uh, You you don't get to play Sega GT Rally ever again. Uh, Or Gran Turismo, what what was it fucking called? Oh, that weird, like, demo that they made? prologue whatever yeah it was. yeah prologue um, um yeah. yeah i will say even if that cmos battery dies you can still play your disc-based games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those will work wait until the shitstorm when the ps2 ps4 they take that offline oh boy your disc games won't even work if that yeah. C- cmos battery dies yeah and, so and, and and there is think think about how much money people have tied up in those games in their Call of Duty DLC yeah. in their in their FIFA Ultimate Team cards and like and I'll just say like you know like people are like oh well at, like at least like the PS4 is still like a huge part of the PS5 and you can download your PS4 games on your PS5 so they won't get rid of that right and just give it ten years give it ten years. Give it ten years. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know, man. I it's a fucking it just, bummer. <laughs> it put me in a real dark place. Yeah. As I, far as the games are concerned, it just it made me. I mean, on the one hand, you know, like all things must end, right? Sure. But like, like yeah, like Daft Punk's not going to exist forever because they're people, and like, you know, like they're people who like they have this thing, and if it's just not if the spark's not right, and it's why people go like, well, why aren't they making X? And it's like, well, the people who made X don't they're not at that like the people who made ape escape aren't at sony anymore mm-hmm. so an ape escape that they make that that studio makes like it won't be the same 
Mm-hmm. It just fundamentally will not. Like the the things that get made are a result of people making those things. But on the other hand, like you, you should be able to go back. Yeah, you should be. You it, it's it like is, to expect things to live on in perpetuity. As far as like you know, like that that's a fool's errand. But. What what is, that's, that's, what, that's, what is what does Belloc say to Indiana Jones? Look at this pocket watch. It is one dollar at the junk store, the street. You bury it in the sand for a thousand years, and it's priceless. Yeah, like and people are know, gonna say that about Balin Wonderwall. Yes, <laughs> I, people are going to say that. This is exactly my point. It's exactly my point. People are gonna say that about Balin Wonderwall. And it, it's not that they like that. There's some kind of inherent value in Balan Wonderwall, or it's not inherently just like nostalgia, and people want to feel young or or connected to a pastime in their lives. It's all of these things. People people like the past. People like to to be able to uh, experience what humanity has created, regardless of the moment that it was created in. And the most wonderful thing in the world, I find is that time time renders poison inert right uh the crazy taxi if crazy taxi came out right now and it was constructed in the same way you and i are temperamentally the type of people that would be like it's fucking gross that there's all this product placement in here it's fucking gross that I have to look at like a fucking sign for Yum Brands food in fucking crazy taxi <laughs> and have to hear these these shitty songs that a you know monstrous record corporation that is trying to like think about the audience they're targeting all of that shit it, you're like ew gross but you let 20 years pass and all the commercial interests that fueled that thing they're gone time has moved on that shit is meaningless now However, the presence of it in the game goes from being noxious and and toxic to funny and approachable. Like it's hilarious that there are pizza huts in there. Uh, well, and it like it becomes a snapshot of a moment in time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And these like if we're not like like I'm not saying people need to live in the past, but people need to understand it in order to approach the future. Yeah, 100%. It provides context. It provides, like, like the, one of the big problems in society is that we just, we don't learn from the, th- the mistakes that were made in the past. We don't, we don't have context for the, th- for the things that form the machines around our lives. We just move through them. And, you know, that's probably something that... Companies like Sony are more than happy to facilitate because then, you know, you can't, you, you can't look at things critically. You're just consuming. And, and fuck that. I have very, yeah, very little patience for that. Related. Um, I uh, installed a pie hole in my house and now, uh, most of the ad servers that you see are gone now. Wait, 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 roll back. What is a pie hole? It's a, it's a raspberry pie that creates a DNS, uh, black hole basically where ad servers go in and it goes there's nothing here and then it sends that back to the ad server so you just don't get ads what yeah how do you do that 
It's pretty easy. I'll, I'll send you a link. I, I want to do that. Yeah, I'm taking that's. I'm taking my life back. I love that, Dave. Let me do that. I want to do yeah. that too. Yeah. Uh, um, man, this related. Uh, and and not to go too far down a tangent, but the other night, I was trying to watch a YouTube video on an iPad using the YouTube. Oh, David! David Lynch is yelling at you right now. Uh, you, mother, you fucking not watch that movie. You did not fucking watch that movie. That's not how you watch a movie. On your, you think you watch a movie on your fucking phone? I was, <laughs> Mr. Lynch, Mr. Lynch, I promise you, I was just watching original content for made for the platform. I wasn't watching a film. Uh, but the, the ads were so constant. It was It was like... I was trying to watch uh, a, a review of Star Trek the motion picture from the 70s. And the review was an hour long, and the ads were so prevalent and so frequent that it was like, do you remember what it was like to try and watch a movie on TNT back in the day? Oh, you know, God. Right? Oh, hey, Star Wars is on. Why is it three hours? Why is it three <laughs> hours long? And, like, the last ten minutes is just like, Luke, use the, we'll be right back after these messages. Force, we'll be right back after these messages. It was that bad, but for the entire hour. And I was like, fuck this. And so I went about trying to block ads for YouTube. And the, that that Google's getting cunning. It is not easy. <laughs> you block origin in your browser but the, it doesn't work but it on, doesn't, it, yeah it, yeah so it doesn't work perfectly on, on the browser yeah and the, the pie hole like youtube it has a problem with yeah like it's just the way that youtube serves its videos it puts them on the same servers as its ads so yeah. like you just it's tricky it's tricky yeah yeah, yeah I, most kept, other like, things though it kept crashing the uh like the video. my my uh my uh my wife, Kaisa, she's been playing, like, mobile games and stuff, and she's just like, I just, like, you'd, normally you'd get ads pop up every time you complete a puzzle, and she's like, I don't get anything now. Oh, man, that's just hot. That is, just, like, I'm, like, gen it's I'm genuinely, like... It's, like it's, 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 you have to know a couple things, but, like, if you can follow, if you can follow a list of instructions, you can do it. That's exciting. That's that's a continue podcast recommendation right there. Everybody. Build a pie hole. Uh, so before we before we wrap it up, uh, let's let's do like some lightning round shit. You you've been working on another hardware project that is pretty exciting. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. So you, I have not actually touched the Nomad yet, as far as like actually getting in there so i have it i'm showing anthony on the camera showing right it to the, now. It well explain to people um, what a nomad is if, if so sega know. nomad is a portable it's basically a portable sega genesis like mm -hmm. um looking into the history of the device i was explaining uh anthony this um before the show that uh, apparently in japan there was a product that they made for airplanes where you would basically rent this device you a genesis game in it and you plug a cable into the tv that's on the back of the of the the headrest in front of you and you can play genesis games on this like portable handheld thing and then sega re released that for some reason in japan like just as a standalone thing but it didn't have a screen in it it was just av out put a genesis here's this weird portable device and then sega of america was like well what if we put a screen in it 
And yeah, it's basically like it like the the original screen isn't great. It's about on par with the Game Gear, but and you know, it gets battery life about on par with the Game Gear, which is to say uh 2 hours on 6 tri- uh 6 double A's, not great. But uh you know, th- people have done things with it now to the point that you can like it's really easy to mod Sega Master System support in it. It's really easy to mod in an audio bypass in it so you can get CD sound. And now with things like the EverDrive Pro or the uh, Mega SD, you can slap one of those in the cart slot and if it's all modded up, you basically have a portable Genesis, Master System, Sega CD, all running on a basically Genesis 2 hardware and it's got an AV out port. It's got. Um, I was actually okay. going to ask if it was if there were any perks uh, to the hardware itself. Like, oh, does it do like you know the Genesis Model One level uh, FM synth sound? But it's no, not- it, it's 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 basically a Genesis Two. So it like the sound. Uh, people have done like MD Fourier tests and stuff. Right, and, like, right, right. Yeah, and it's like it's a little bit better than the Genesis Two as far as sound, but it's not as good as the Genesis One. Um, but, but yeah, it's got, uh, AV out, it's got a, a second controller port built into the bottom of it, so you could play two players off of one of the, it's a very, it's, it's a fascinating device. Uh, the one that I got, it was broken to shit, like, the, the screen is warped and doesn't work, but if I plug it in and hook it up to a TV, I do get gameplay, mm. so I think I can fix it. Uh, the one that I have actually been working on uh, was an Atari Lynx, and um, I'm at a point with that project where like, I still need to get my brain to stop fixating on something that I can't fix immediately. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I was able to replace uh, one of the things about the Lynx is that there's, just, there's a known failure point in the power regulators, or just the parts that use couldn't handle the voltage. Modern parts are better. So you swap those parts out and a system that doesn't power on will power on. I was able to get it to power on, but I'm not getting video at all. Hmm. So now I need to think like, is it, is there something wrong with the system? Do I just need to put a different screen in? And then the brightness wheel broke, so now I need to find a replacement for that. And I don't know if I could find like a replacement part or if I have to salvage that from another broken. It's and now my brain is just like like just thinking. It's sitting on my table over there. I'm like, you can't fix it right now. Mm. You have to stop. You have to stop thinking about it. <laughs> this is just gonna be one of those projects that might take you a couple months to finish. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm. You don't want to know how much I paid for the Nomad. Anthony uh, knows, but you, I, yeah. you don't want. <laughs> I my my. I just realized that we haven't talked about this on the show. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. My my one question uh, uh, that I'm sure that everybody has about the Sega Nomad is: Can it play Paprium? Uh, <laughs> I mean. Pr- Jesus Christ! Probably. <laughs> Pro- you- I mean, yeah, probably. Uh, I, uh, I I have heard of it. I I've only heard like people talk about it in these like like I know enough about it to know that it's like kind of fucked up as far as like how it was constructed. Well, to, yeah, to yeah. the point like it doesn't work on the Mega SG. Yeah, well, it doesn't they, they, work. They patched the Mega SG. It now does run it. it oh, okay, run. but like uh, yeah, it, this. 
Well, I, and it like it was delayed for years, and then when it finally came out, it was in like super limited quantities. So now it costs like five hundred dollars to buy one. It and- is. It, I mean, it was made by a crazy person, and I'm I'm not being derogatory to people with mental illness. The guy Fonzie who made this game is clearly out of his mind. He's he's clearly nuts. Is he? Is it the same kind of like like? personality that like the guy who makes the gdmus who's like yeah i'm gonna make like 20 of these they will go up at three in the morning yes 100 percent. and and then i'm going to get mad because people are cloning them and putting them on ebay 100 percent. so uh just for clarity's sake people listening you're probably like what the hell is paprium paprium is a sega genesis game just came out in came out last year right came out in december most of the copies of it that actually exist shipped in january and And it's it's the same team that made pure solar that made pure solar which was a uh genesis jrpg that is actually quite good uh and it came that one came out on a bunch of different platforms yeah they 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 released it for the genesis but then they made a dreamcast port and sold dreamcast discs you could go on playstation network and get it for (laughs) yeah you you could (laughs) until right but like if you have an xbox one you can go or an xbox series x you could go play pure solar right now paprium the the entire idea is that this guy fonzie the the designer of these games yeah is he a muppet uh fonzie who develops these games is like obsessed with the Genesis, but also pushing it as hard as possible. Okay. The idea was that Paprium was going to be the largest and most graphically advanced Genesis game ever made. And it was going to be a beat em up in the great tradition of Genesis beat em ups, streets of rage two and, and all of those. Uh, so they announced it and started taking pre-orders for it in 2013. Oh, so it's the Polymega. So it is the Polymega of games. <laughs> and uh, this I, this actually came out though. The, right, I I paid seventy dollars for a Genesis cartridge of Paprium in 2014. Wow. Uh, I worked for Joystick when I bought this game. <laughs> We and are different people now. I'm just like, I, I, I'm a father now. <laughs> it's a whole different world. Uh, so the, the the journey for this, too, was like they had these wild, like, short film made commercials to promote the game and, like, announce it when they first announced it. And then everything went dark in around 2016 or 2017. Uh Fonzie, like it just vanished. No updates about the game, no anything, no discussion of it. The uh, Watermelon Games site, like basically shut down. I think you could still take orders at the end of 2017, but then when 2018 started, you couldn't access any of your order information anymore. Oh, jeez. And you can imagine the way the <clears throat> hardcore gaming community. Oh, uh, it's uh, a it's a lovely measured bunch, right? Lovely, like the people that would be interested in this kind of thing behaved really reasonably uh, in response to this fucking lunatics. Uh, but anyway, like the 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 belief was like, oh well, this guy finally like got on his castaway raft and rolled out into the night with his Sega CDX and a CRT TV, and we're never gonna hear from him again. 
Uh, and I like as of 2018, I was like, that seventy dollars is gone. It's never something happens. Back. They and, and the last thing ever anybody heard was in the fall of 2018. Fonzie had a party to show off the game on a 22 inch like CRT TV with one demo unit and like a f- the people actually went and they were like yeah it, like it was there it was horrible and ugly oh, no. and, and barely functioned and like we have no idea where they got the money for like DJs and drinks but like it happened uh, and then that was it and then all of a sudden in, in December of 2020 one week before Christmas Everyone who had actually ponied up cash for one of these games got an email that was just like, shipping now, confirm your order of Paprium. (laughs) And I, like, I got that email and was like, what is happening? Am I like, like, like unearthing a time capsule? Yeah, it was like, it was... (laughs) God, I emailed myself in 2014. And it's only arriving now. <laughs> Here's a little present. Here's here it is. And like the thing is, is all these emails went out, and you could see like on Twitter and you know Reddit and places people being like, "Is this legit?" And you know you could all of a sudden send a customer service email to Watermelon Games again, but it's not like you got a response. Uh, like. I confirmed my shipping address and the website just said like shipping with an ellipsis after it. That's what the website said. The ellipsis was there. It's just shipping dot dot dot. And I kept emailing the customer service. I was like, is this real? Look, take as much time. Am as I you getting need. pumped? <laughs> I like, I don't care about the $70 anymore. I wrote that off seven years ago. And then one day in January, I went outside and there was a box on my porch with a copy of fucking Paprium. (laughs) Is it good? Okay. Okay. Number one. It is so good. It is (laughs) one of the best Genesis games I have ever played. It's it like visually the only way to describe it is that they're clearly doing a lot of the same graphical tricks as eternal champions like it looks like the animation is crazy the characters are huge uh and it like it's great it's a great brawler the music's incredible there are branching paths like multiple endings it's crazy and in the box was a manifesto by the, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, he's gonna go get it. <laughs> oh man, uh, uh, I just hear this ruffling of paper. Okay, he's First got all, it. Look at look at these small type. Oh, uh, holy shit! Look look at this. It's written in like six point font. This is like like this is like uh, like some like something a like a chick tract. Like right, some, you, someone's handing these out yes. on like a college campus to tell you why you're going to hell. <clears throat> you oh, are boy. a few minutes away to enjoy the best of the '90s experience. Please take a few <laughs> moments to read this page. 
No matter how long the wait, the game is here. I, Fonzie, could be sorry for the wait and the lack of news, but I already gave them away long ago. What? This is a <laughs> this one- is, no, Hold on, this is like, uh, this is like, uh, like if Charlie Day released a- Yes! <laughs> like from It's yes. Always Sunny. <laughs> This is a Money one in a, this is a one in a lifetime experience, an exclusive AAA game in '90s flavor, 100% custom, and released for the 30th anniversary of the system. I would like to thank you for your trust and patience. Hopefully, this game will reflect our commitment. I'm not going to read this whole thing because it is easily 3,000 words long. But we, here, here are my favorite parts. First, use the full experience. Put on your pajamas and a pair of sports socks. Alternatively, wear the official paprium underwear along with the bathrobe. Turn up the wait, heater. Wait, hold on. No. Is there official? There are no, there are no more paprium underwear. Make sure you have a good supply of water, pure drinks, and snacks. Send any family on a trip and shut down your phone. Close the door locked. Sit down. Relax. First, plug your favorite Streets of Rage or Golden Axe cartridge and give it a five minutes play. All of these weird grammatical errors I'm just reading. That's, that's This not... is like a Hubert Selby Jr. book. <laughs> well, just pure stream of consciousness. It's wild. It's not only will this get your memories reset, but it will ensure your setup is working and warm up the, the VDP. Now forget everything. Close your eyes. It is the early 90s. Unpack the game and give the box an instruction manual a read. Breath normally. <laughs> Plug the Paprium cartridge and enjoy. We recommend you play arcade mode first. May you be satisfied or feeling tight. Turn your phone back on. Take a picture of yourself with the game and post it on all social medias, including every single official Sega page for the reason you know, because now we both know that we know the thing we need to know. This is like like when you watch Top Chef and like the the chefs like start giving people instructions on how to eat the food and they're like you don't do that except this is like a treasure map. <laughs> yes, it's a treasure map to a, a human's soul. Uh, so I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip the next two full pages, and we're gonna go right to my fa- my favorite part. Conclusion. Would I do it again? Maybe yes. To pursue the Sega 16-bit legacy, only new 16-bit games matters. Anything else is gadgets or commentaries. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Again. This is my new favorite person. (laughs) Again, a big thanks to everyone involved, customers and supporters. Don't listen to the mediocres. This is a rare achievement and a huge success. The game is there. That's all that matters. Enjoy your play. Note, on the good side, I got proof that pressure doesn't cause cancer. But, spelled with two T's, I should also test for AIDS because this hurts. P.S. Sega, if you're reading, man up. Call me. Fonzie. And then there's a false, there's a fake date after it. It's 16, 16, 2020. So this was written on the 16th day of the 16th month of 2020. This, and people say art is dead. This. No, no nobody does this to make money. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. 
Uh, and like, and again, like, all like I just playing it for the first time. Uh, so like the whole thing was like this guy claimed that it was going to be like a custom chip but the board inside the cartridge is a an uh it's it's fpga a, right? yeah it's fpga um however and i haven't taken the time to open my cart to get it out but glued Wait, to can't... the glued to the front so a lot most people's carts arrive there's something shaking around inside and what the fuck <laughs> Right. And so if you open the cart, they had made, first of all, there is like a laser etching of like one of the enemies smacking their butt on the actual cart inside. So if you take out the board, that's laser etched on the board. Okay. And then glued to the front of the board was like one of those like metal, like, you know, static plates. Okay. And it is like a custom etched version that says like Paprium Watermelon Games 2020, but the glue was apparently cheap. And so all of the bolts fell off uh, on the inside of the carts. And that's what you can hear rattling around. Oh my God. Um, It's, it's like I, when I sat down to play it, I felt like it's, it was like the Jack Black scene at the end of high fidelity. Like, John Cusack walks in the store and Jack Black's just like blasting the stereo, but he's like rubbing his face and he's like, what are we listening to? And he's like, it's those skate fuckers. It's really, it's really good. It's really fucking good. <laughs> and that was me playing Paprium. Like I, I started playing it and I was like, oh no, this game. Oh is no, this incredible. is actually great. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, dude, I played it. I was playing it on like story mode. Which you can save. You can save the game and like pick up to explore all the alternate paths. And I got pretty deep in and then got killed by one of the bosses. And then it kicked me back to the Sega logo at the boot screen. But then when it went to the Watermelon Games logo part of the boot screen, the boss that had just killed me was there. And it's like with a word bubble saying weakling on it. It's incredible. That's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> and yeah, it's a like, shame it's it's a shame no one can buy it. It's a shame nobody Yeah, and like nobody even knows how many copies there are. Like it, <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I I have one of them against all odds. <laughs> uh and that friends is why you buy things like Balan Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> so just to wrap it all up yeah just to, break. to to circle on back and that's the lesson that you can take from here because you never know i have you to, never know i dave i gotta photocopy you the whole paprika manifesto oh my god i'm very <laughs> i want to read this oh uh who's responsible for this who caused this <coughs> Our Patreon backers at patreon.com slash continue podcast. Going to give a special shout out to our backers now. Shout outs to Doom Cow, Adam Gauntlet, Adam Condra, Michael Coffey, Fancy Manatee, Terry Blair, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony107, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, 
Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Ryan Mance, Daniel Squire, Tom Coveney, Kalen Houston, Nick Grugan. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, everybody. We will be back in two weeks with a full strength trio episode. Yeah, it didn't feel right doing a Sonic the Hedgehog movie commentary without Susan's constant cries of, why are you doing this to me? (laughs) Why are we doing this? Yeah, I, uh, I, I it want, wouldn't be the same. I want I want that to happen. I want everybody to have that. I we keep promising a uh, commentary episode, and then we talk to each other, and we realize we have too many things that we actually want to discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's that's <laughs> happened twice in a row now. <laughs> uh, I swear to God, everybody, we'll do the stupid flight of fancy comedy uh, one of these days. Uh, in the meantime, please share the show. Uh, those that back us uh, on patreon.com slash continue podcast get ask, a- access to our wonderful Discord community. Uh, I know we say that every time, and I don't want it to sound like a sales pitch uh, to anybody listening to the show for the first time. It's not. It's just we really like that crowd, and there are wonderful people there. Um, I'm, very, I'm very grateful for the friendships that I have made with our listeners. Uh, <clears throat> and if you have a dollar, you can guarantee that three human beings will spend that dollar on things like Balan Wonderwall. Uh, sorry. Not sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you can't, though, like like I said, just share the show with somebody that you think would enjoy it. Um, Dave, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at David Robots, at Instagram, at David Robots. Uh, sporadically on Twitch. I would like to get on and stream more. Um, what I'm thinking is, as soon as uh, Jotego releases the CPS2 core games out of beta, I think I might stream that, but I don't know when that's going to be. But in the meantime, I want to do more on there. I gotta get. I, I gotta get into Ease. Maybe I'll just start play playing Ease. Oh, on, that'd be cool on stream. So. Dude, but I, yeah, twitch.tv slash continue podcast. I wish I wish we were on the same coast because I miss streaming with you so much and doing it with our disparate time zones is a nightmare. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, even just getting the time to record this show is difficult. Yeah. Um, but not, yeah. not easy. Uh, as, for, as for me, everybody, you can follow me at a John Agnello on Twitter where I troll people about buying Balan Wonderwall, and then that troll becomes reality, and I do it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can also listen to my other podcast, Video Game Grooves. Uh, we just put out a new episode this past week talking about Ikaruga, uh, which is just such a good soundtrack. And you can go to Ship to Shore Vinyl Company and uh, buy wonderful soundtracks like the soundtrack to Klonoa 2, and uh, Gradius Rebirth that have my liner notes in them. Uh, you can also follow our, our third host, uh, Susan Arndt, at Susan Arndt on Twitter. Uh, and that is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.